This morning we've invited Valerie Althaus. She's our, the missionary we support in New York City. She's used to attend church here as well. And Valerie's going to be coming, giving us an update on her ministry. And at the end of that update, we'll be praying for her and all. So, Valerie, come on up. I'm not going to tell you about her ministry because she's going to tell you about it. Uh, well, good morning, everyone. It's great to be here. Um, I pulled in the driveway this morning, and I was like, why did I ever leave? It's so beautiful here. It's like uh, when I come back to Pennsylvania, it's like tree therapy, green therapy. I get to enjoy the colors and the beauty. It's just a beautiful area here. So it's, it's wonderful to be back. I'm looking up here at many memories of being in music here for a long time. So it's great to be back here. So good to see you all. Um, some familiar faces and some new faces. If I haven't met you yet, please stop by and, and talk to me afterward. I'd love to meet you. Um, so again, I work in New York City, and I work with international students. So you can flip to the next slide, Bill. I'm going to be ordering Bill from up front. He's good in the back. Okay. So the work that we do in New York City, it's not so much about the city as it is the fact that international students are coming from many, many countries to the United States to study. Over a million every year, they add billions to our economy. And these students are coming from countries that it's really difficult sometimes to access as missionaries or workers for the gospel. So we have an opportunity to share Christ with those that are here for a few years, and then they're going back home, and we hope to see them bring the message of the gospel back with them. So these are just a few pictures from this past year. Um, I want to tell you a couple stories about this group. Um, there's a woman in, the, in yellow that you can see in a yellow jacket. Um, she and I have had many, 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 many conversations about Jesus. She's a very, very influential young woman. I continue to pray that she comes to Christ because I have a feeling that she's going to be one who influences many other people. She's majored in leadership in her graduate studies, and she's from China. Um, there's a young man in a yellow jacket that's kind of to the front of the group there. Um, this young man is from Uzbekistan. And if you are familiar with missions uh, vocabulary, there's something called an unreached people group. Unreached people groups are groups that have very little representation for Christ in their people group. And we have an opportunity to help share the gospel among those groups so that they can know Christ as well. So this young man came, and he had an opportunity to attend a, a leadership retreat with us. It was designed for students, not a Christian retreat, but it was run by Christians. You know, It was a, a leadership retreat where he met a speaker from Iraq who had come to Christ. And he sat and had a conversation with him over lunch. Why did you leave Islam? Tell me why. And we had a conversation driving back uh, to New York. He's like, I'm really thinking a lot about this. This has, this makes a lot of sense to me, what he was saying. Um, another story I'll tell you real quick. I don't think he's in the picture here, but we had a young man. Oh, I think he is. Yeah. We had a young man come from Morocco. And one time he walked into our group and he knew that we were Christians, even though our group was conversationally based kind of as a beginning platform for friendship literally walked in one night, sat down at the table across from me and said, I'm scared to die because I will either face the angel of Islam and he'll ask me three questions and I'll fail the test or I'll meet Jesus Christ and he'll say, why didn't you make me Lord and Savior of your life and I'll fail the test? Wow. This man is searching. And so we were able to have a Bible study with him. We got a small group together. We're still in contact. He's still wrestling. He's watching on YouTube. Um, he was kind of exploring. He, he came from Morocco com as a committed Muslim. Of course, it's true. And then he got here and he said, I don't know what is true anymore. 
And then he started reading um, authors that were uh, like atheists. And he's like, maybe there's no God. And the last I heard from him, you know, messaging, it's all about messaging apps now, trying to keep up. You know, he's like 19. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like messaging me. I don't think I have enough faith to be an atheist. It's like, yes. <laughs> Love it. So there's progress. So these are the kinds of conversations that we have. Um, you can flip to the, the next slide there oh, before I... Uh, jump into this next story. So just to give you a picture, in the United States, there's about a million international students every year. There's some within this area. Um, There's international ministry happening in Philadelphia, in New Jersey. It's the kind of thing you could get involved in if you're interested. Um, So almost, so over a million in the States, about 10% of those are in New York City. And we have over 97,000 So this is why I'm trying to recruit like crazy new workers to come and join our team and our ministry and reach these students. Um, So this young lady that you're looking at, she's from the Philippines. And uh, she she has an amazing story. I should have brought her with me today. You would have loved her. Um, Her story is that she worked in international education in Dubai and in Saudi Arabia. And it's her passion, international higher ed. And she's, she's very well trained in this. And she um, went through a terrible personal crisis, went back home to the Philippines in her parents' house, uh, depression, couldn't do anything. She was a mess. She said, I cried out to every saint that I knew because she was raised Filipina Catholic. And she said, I cried out to, you know, the, the God of Islam. I cried out to all these different people that I knew to cry out to. She said, I called on the name of Jesus for the first time in my life. My depression was instantly lifted, and she just said, I immediately felt joy and felt love, and I heard the voice, why did it take you so long? And so now she's been studying at a Christian uh, seminary in New York City and learning about counseling and ministry, and she had to do an internship, and it literally was one of those things that was kind of like her professor got an email about us, and he never heard of us before, and he said, here's this group. I don't know who they are. She contacted me. She said, can I do an internship with you? I need 360 hours in the next three months. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, I began to disciple her, and we plugged her into all these groups. This girl didn't know how to articulate her faith, and she began to learn tools and messages and ways to share, and she can connect with the, the students better than I can because she's also an international student. And she has a story to tell. Her first assignment when we brought students to Pennsylvania for Easter, we went to a partner church. I said, the only thing you need to do this weekend is tell your story to the girl that you're, you're ho- being housed with. And this girl's from Indonesia. I, I think there's um, uh, this woman, there's some spiritual warfare going on over her. There's definitely something demonic in her life. And she was able to tell this woman from Indonesia her story of Jesus' deliverance. And so I've been continuing to disciple her, and I'm excited about the impact that seeing Christian students go home has. And she, um, she's finishing up her studies. She has one final class, and it classes about spiritual identity and, you know, spiritual warfare, and she's growing like crazy. And she came and talked to me one day, and um, she came to the first, we run something called the Heart for Muslims Conference in New York City, and she came to that. And she, here she's lived in Dubai and Saudi Arabia. She came to that conference, and she was like, wow, you know, there's people that are reaching Muslims. It is possible. And she came up to me afterward um, just as a sideline, and she kind of taps me on the shoulder. She's like, hey, Valerie, did I tell you what I'm doing? 
I'm like, no. She's like, did you know I'm going to Times Square and evangelizing people and sharing the gospel? You are what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, my uncle's church went. And so I went with them. And <laughs> somebody even kind of was like hitting on her. And she's like, oh, thank you for that compliment. Can I pray for you? <laughs> so God is, God is really working. And you can flip to the next slide. You know, our, our end game in everything we do, this is a little bit of an old picture, but the girl holding the flowers is a, a woman that I worked with many years ago um, who's now back in, uh, she's living in Hong Kong right now as a researcher. And she came to Christ um, it was a long four-year process. This is like, it's like tearing down a, a framework in your mind and rebuilding it with truth. And it, she was an atheist and very, very stubborn. We studied the Bible together for two years. She went back home and got connected with believers in Hong Kong, got part of a fellowship. And I got this surprise email one day, two years after she left. Hi, Valerie. Here's some pictures of my baptism. great so anyway since then i've got a chance to meet with her she came to new york city one time and there's nothing like sitting and praying with someone that you knew used to be an atheist and is now crying out to jesus next to you and working for the gospel in her own place and space so this is what god has called us to do so you can i'll just give you a couple of quick some of you are story people like me some of you are numbers people not like me but i'm going to give you some numbers so you can flip up bill um why don't you go ahead and hit that again? There we go. Okay. So New York City, with current, some of the political tensions you may have heard, it's been all over the news, some of the international student enrollments going down. Basically, New York City is still going up. The rest of the country, is, it's actually a little bit less than that because this is one year ago. But the international students are still coming here like crazy. So you can flip to the next one, Bill. New York City is still the top destination for international students, the top one. And that's why we are currently placed right there. Some of the places that the students are coming from, China, India, Korea, Canada, Taiwan, Turkey, United Kingdom, Brazil, France, and Japan. Those are the top 10. Um, Just on that list, China, India, Turkey, France, and Japan, five countries represent groups where there's unreached groups or very, very low percentages of those who are following Christ. So right there is a huge opportunity. We also have students from Saudi coming to um, the U.S. as well. They're a little bit harder to find in New York City, but they're there. All right, you can flip to the next one there. Um, So in New York City, the number one school in the entire country for international students is NYU, over 17,000. That's that's, um, 20% of their student body. So imagine one out of every five students you would meet at a university is from another country. Wow. You know, it's incredible, incredible opportunity, and we're trying to keep growing and where we're reaching. Um, You can flip to the next one, Bill, and just kind of, yeah, that's perfect. Okay, so these are, uh, I gave this update to the city. So I serve as the area director, and right now there are currently, I think, 15 staff with us, and so I do a lot of the oversight and everything. So these are just some numbers from my whole team And it's great to say that there's over 2,000 students whose lives were touched, but I want to actually jump down to, so seven students gave their lives to Christ. Um, We had cultivated, which means like deeper friendships with 380 students. Um, the, The more exciting thing down here, spiritual conversations and gospel conversations. I actually make my staff concentrate on sharing Christ, and we actually count them, not so much because we're numbers driven, but, you know, 
if you go through a week and you're like, wow, I didn't actually have any intentional conversations with sharing Christ with someone that I know, not necessarily the whole gospel, but just getting into who Jesus is, that is something we really focus on being intentional. And so our staff, it's great to say over a thousand gospel conversations have been had. And that's only my staff. That's not even all of the hundred or so inner, you know, volunteers that are working with us. All right, one more, Bill. A couple more. Almost done. Okay, so that's our staff. So the biggest thing I'm asking God for right now are more workers for the harvest. We actually have one new woman that's coming to join us at NYU to reach out mainly with Muslim international students. I'm excited about that, but I'm asking God to bring new workers. We desperately need to reach more students. All right, the last picture here, or two more pictures, I think. There we go. Um, oh, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> There's two there, but you can't see them. <laughs> All right. So this is a picture from a, a conference that we were at. Most of the people in that picture are my staff, not all of them. But I wanted just to give you an update for prayer as I wrap up here. It has been a hard year for our staff. Um, I think that there's been some exciting things happening. So there may be, sometimes it's just life, right? And sometimes we think there's some spiritual attack. So just briefly, three things for prayer. Um, One of my staff, uh, Kenny and Cindy, they're in the front row there. Uh, The couple, yeah, hard to tell you, left or right. Um, Their daughter um, pulled down a container of hot water that was on a counter and burned 12% of her body second-degree burns. So she's been in the hospital, it's like 41 days now, two skin graft surgeries, um, so having seizures. Like it's, They've just been taking shifts in the hospital, 12-hour shifts, sleeping overnight, um, pulled up back from ministry. And, and Kenny's been one of our most effective mobilizers at NYU, the number one school. So please pray for them. Um, that's, that's such an attack. I know I trust that God is doing something incredible in them, and, through, and they're gonna, he's going to tell a story through this, but it's just a really hard season, and it's just heartbreaking. Um, some of our other staff are just wrestling with, with some spiritual dis, like discouragement. If you can work and work and work, but you don't see results, or we're trying to start up at a new campus, and it's really hard, um, that can be really discouraging. And so um, part of my heart bleeds for my people, right? I, I want them to be encouraged and strengthened. Um, and lastly, just for me, I feel that this season, God is calling me into recruiting more workers and training more people. So I'm actually going to start teaching a class at a local school, which I'm very excited about, a local seminary, and I'm hoping that it will start to mobilize more people. Um, and then I've had some challenges as well, health-wise, Tim has mentioned. I have a couple new joints now, <laughs> and uh, I have a few more surgeries lined up. And it's just going to be a rough year for me health-wise. New York City's kind of hard on the body. Like, you're not sitting in a car. You're constantly walking and climbing stairs. So just praying for me as I recover and gain strength back um, so that I can be more effective next year. All right. I'm going to be hanging out at the table in the back after service. So, yeah. It's great to be here.